I know there's good reasons people feel torn about Halloween. Personally, not my favorite holiday, but I love a good costume. Okay, so Courtney and Nick, you can chime in on this too. What's the best costume, Halloween or otherwise, you've ever worn? A group of friends in our small group dressed up at our church. We all did this this um, Harry Potter. It was amazing, like experience where uh, we were all dressed up as different characters and kids came into a room and we put the sorting hat on them and the hat told them their house. It was incredible. And we had rented costumes from like the legit ones. And I was Professor McGonagall and it was Sounds epic. Sounds right. Um, yeah. <laughs> so that I would say that was – I got to like – live out. I was in high school, you know, when Harry Potter came out. And so, you know, that wasn't like, I was, I didn't really have the opportunity to get to dress up like Harry Potter characters. And so I've like, I got to fulfill all of my childhood, you know, the things you wish you could do as an adult, but like, you're not a child, so you can't. It's like, now I can buy Legos all the time. I love Legos um, because my daughter buys them, but like, I don't, you know, before I had a daughter, it was like, I really wanted to buy Legos, but I would not allow myself to. So... You're living through your kids. How often do you wear the McGonagall outfit? (laughs) I had to return it. It was rented, but I do still have the I was thinking you probably just said, hey, how much do I have to pay you? You still have the sorting hat? Yeah. Okay. And how often do do you wear that when you're trying to decide what should my big three be? You go, hmm. Mm. And you just Hmm. let the sorting hat tell you? Yes. 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 And I can negotiate with the sorting hat too. It works well. (laughs) Uh, By the way, Courtney, I have, I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it right now. I have a Star Wars Lego set, not assembled right now in a box. I use them, I use them as uh, rewards when I hit breaks. I go, hey, if after this season I'm going to get, you know, it's only a few hours, but it feels yeah. really nice to just sit there purposefully. So that's number one. Oh, man, I love Legos. Okay. <laughs> number two, uh, my favorite. It's funny. I I kind of panicked when you said favorite costume, Blake, but. I one year when I was in elementary school, I decided to go as the Charlie Brown ghost from It's the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown, which for Charlie Brown people you may remember, he has quote a little trouble with the scissors. I had a little trouble with the scissors. And so he cuts like a bunch of holes in his little ghost outfit. It's like all over the place. And I've always just really liked that. In fact, now I'm going, I think I'm gonna do that this year. So That's thank amazing. you for reminding me. Blake, what about you? What's your favorite costume? Wait, Nick, you mean tonight? Tonight. Because this is live. Tonight. Yeah, this, this is a is live, live show. and you you need to get those scissors out, buddy. That's right. Blake, what about you? What's your what's your favorite costume? Boy, it's tough. Uh in college, I went as three hole punch gym. The office fans will recognize that one. That was a, a pretty simple one. I remember uh I was taking a Bible literature class. I think this was in high school and we had to dress up as some story from the Bible. It was, I went to a pretty prestigious, you know, education high school, right? We dressed up as characters from the Bible as a means of educating ourselves. So, uh, I, it was a David and Goliath story. Now I know you're like, Blake, of course you'd be David hero, you know, bravery, King, great songwriter on and on. Right. Uh, don't, 
ask any more questions about David, by the way. That's where the list stops, the comparisons. Okay. So I I went to the David and Goliath story. And, you know, those may realize, hey, David, you know, he fought Goliath. And, hey, they win, right? But if you actually read the Bible, it has kind of a gruesome end to it, right? He does the sling and he gets Goliath. But then he... He, he walks off with Goliath's noggin, okay? And so I was like, how am I going to illustrate this? Well, we had from the 90s, my dad would go as, and then I inherited it, would always go as Bill Clinton because we had this great Bill Clinton mask. And so you can see where the story is going. I made quite the unintentional political statement uh, <laughs> oh, no. there that day in high school as I had to bloody up this... <laughs> The Bill Clinton. <laughs> this is not going to make a podcast. <laughs> Did you? It has no. Wait. But you shouldn't have asked me. You're going to cut it. But now at least you two know. I went as David and I carried around a Bill Clinton head at school Look, that day. I, wow. Did the Secret Service come visit you? Yeah. <laughs> no, they did not. Oh, okay. No, they didn't want to mess with that me. That is I was David. Amazing. Yeah. That's right. So today we're going to be taking a look at the ways downhill work tries to disguise itself as productivity. It is productivity in costume. So let's get into it. That sounded weird. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Hey. Hey. This episode is brought to you by Life Focus, a new gamified approach to life planning that's easy, fun, and gives you a GPS for your next 10 years. You can start today at fullfocus.co slash lifefocus. Welcome to another episode of Focus on This, the most productive podcast on the internet so you can banish distractions, get the right stuff done, and finally start loving Mondays. I'm Courtney Baker here with Blake Stratton. Hey, Courtney. Happy Blake, Monday. I would like to say that your dance moves are improving. Um, mm-hmm. So congratulations on that. Good job. Thanks. It's been a habit goal of mine to get cheesier and cheesier dad style dance mm-hmm. moves. You know, I've got mm-hmm. a son on the way and my family's growing. I've got to step up my dad game, you know? So I've got I didn't some know new that. balances. That is so exciting. It is exciting. I've got some new balances. Um I'm 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 looking at some lawnmowers. I spend more time at Home Depot just trying to, you know, step up my yeah. game here. Well, great work and happy Monday to you as well. So let's jump into it on when we're talking about downhill work and things that disguise themselves as productivity. What is the first disguise? Mm, The first disguise, you'll never guess it wasn't productivity, but it's not. It's busyness. It is busyness. Activity... And productivity are not the same thing. Okay, productivity is about the product, right? It's right there in the word. What's the product that we're producing? What are the results coming from our activities? Or I should say lack of activities, right? Because 
a productive thing to do may be to take a break, to rest on the weekends, to do something fun, right? But the product we're creating is a life that we enjoy. It's more peace of mind or it's great ideas. It's about the product we're creating. Busyness is something different. And I've been guilty of putting on this disguise all too often where I'm just occupying myself. I open up my email application, just start responding. Oh my gosh, I responded to 100 emails today. I'm so productive. (laughs) Not necessarily, right? If we're missing on the important stuff by just busying ourselves, that's not productivity. Yeah, this is where you find, you know, just going after a task list with no discernment of like what is actually more important than the other thing. It looks like you're being productive because you're probably just spinning like crazy trying to get through that task list, but you're not actually being productive. You're just being busy. That's kind of a harsh way to put it, but I think it's true. That's true. Beware of the disguise of busyness. The second disguise, Courtney, what do we got? Conversation. So sometimes (laughs) we talk about work instead of doing work. We set meetings we don't actually need because we want to kind of outsource our thinking that we're actually capable of. We're like, you know what? Let's just get a meeting together. One, I know that I'll focus on it at that point, and I can use these other people's brains to help me come up with the solution. Mm -hmm. Um, Another example might be, you know, just spending the first half of a meeting just catching up. Hey, how was your weekend? You know, what's going on? Certainly there's a point of, you know, you want to connect with people, but I think there's a point where you flip the scale to, hey, we're just, we're just talking and kind of putting off doing the actual work um, and not so much trying to connect with our peers. This probably was, you know, if you were working in an office, uh, I saw this all the time in my 20s where you would find people kind of hanging out wherever the the fridge was, you know, wherever the water was, just kind of chatting um, rather than, you know, going and doing the hard work. And so, again, it, it can look like it is productive, but actually it's a way to put off the actual work. Okay, Courtney, are you ready for a little Halloween scuba dive? Yes, let's do it. Let's go a little bit deeper because we're introducing two disguises, things that feel productive or may look productive to other people, but they're not actually productive. We've talked about conversation and we've talked about busyness. Well, just like a Halloween costume, we put it on because it's about being spooky. It's really about uh, protecting ourselves from what we're afraid of. That's ultimately, that's kind of the theme of Halloween. You put on this costume and you'll appear more scary, but really you're trying not to get scared yourself. And that's how these productivity disguises work is oftentimes we are afraid. We're afraid of taking a risk. We're afraid of failure. We're afraid of looking stupid. We're afraid that our best isn't enough. And if I could just stay busy enough or if this meeting went long, then I wouldn't have to be put to the test of whether I can produce what I really want to produce. 
And so just as you'll tell your kid, hey, guess what? <laughs> it's all it's okay. You're safe. You don't have to be afraid. Let me in this scuba dive tell you, you don't have to be afraid. In fact, the less disguise you wear, the more self-confidence you'll build and that fear can get squashed. Well, you probably know the benefits of the compound effect of small actions through daily habits, but the biggest question is where are those habits leading you? Well, without a clear destination, it's really challenging to stay on course and keep up your motivation. So how do you decide which habits to prioritize in any given day, month, or even year? Well, the answer is a life plan. We here at Full Focus have created Life Focus, which is a brand new gamified approach to life planning. Each Life Focus kit comes with 11 card decks to help you define your personal mission, identify your personal values, describe your desired future, and determine your next steps, including the key milestones and essential habits to help you achieve your plan. By the end of this fun and easy process, you won't just have a vision for your life, you'll have the next steps and habits to pursue a life of greater direction, growth, and purpose. And right now, just for being a listener of Focus on This, we are giving you 15% off our Life Focus Kit and our course. So just go to fullfocus.co slash lifefocus and use the code FOT15 to get started. All right, today we are going to get another question from the community, one of our favorite things to do. If you're not a member of the Full Focus Planner community, go on Facebook, search for it. There's a link in every uh, episode in the description to take you right there. So today, Courtney is answering a question. We got a question from Kate. Kate writes, I know the advice is to focus on two to three goals a quarter, so I'm curious how you mix in habit goals with more concrete goals. I have a few habit goals I'd like to start implementing, but also have a few achievement goals that are on the table for this quarter. I know there aren't hard rules for the planner, but wanted to see how others juggle mixing achievement and habit goals. Also, how many quarters do you roll your habit goals until they are truly habits or indefinitely so it stays a priority? Well, that's a great, that's a really great question. I think I'm going to take it in reverse on, Mm. hey, how long do I keep doing a habit goal? You know, habits are incredible. They're very powerful. But unfortunately, sometimes habits have to be reinstalled. I would say in principle, the idea is to try to get it installed in the quarter that you're trying to achieve the habit goal. Like that's kind of the premise of having it as a goal. Isn't it like, what's the average day to install a habit? Isn't this a bit of research that I should Way longer than we think. And that's Okay, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it is. I think we, what, what do people say that's like, it's like 30 days or something like that. That is way longer than that. And so, but the idea in that quarter is to get it installed and habits still may take some focus. I have certainly had habit goals that I have, you know, installed in a quarter and then had to come back three quarters later and focus on it again, you know, for whatever reason, um, 
with working out. You know, there are seasons where um, I have it installed. Then I was out on maternity leave or had a baby. You know, then it was like, I got to do this all over again. You know, like <laughs> I wish <laughs> I didn't, uh, but I did, you, you know, and so there's certainly times or maybe it's like a different type of I'm going to talk about Peloton because, by the way, Nick, I run into people that listen to the podcast and they'll be like, I ride a Peloton too. And I'm like, we have got to start a group <laughs> yes. on there to Actually, ride together. I will tell you right now that if you did that, I would join it. So I will be there too. Actually, do you want me to just do it right now and we can start saying that? I don't know. What would that even look? I'm scared suddenly. <laughs> I went, this, oh no. Basically, you're <laughs> I'm not in any groups, so I don't know what that means. Yeah, so basically you would just follow a hashtag, and then anytime you're on, you could see if anybody, should we call it Full Focus Planner, any Full Focus riders are also on. And so you can give them like extra high fives. And So ideally, you're not doing a habit goal indefinitely. You're doing it for a quarter, getting it installed, with the caveat that there are times where you've got to – circle back for you know whatever reason you may have to reinstall a habit when i've done a habit goal as a as a goal for a quarter i've had this idea where it's like i'll do this habit goal and it's gonna and then the next quarter it's gonna like build on the previous quarter yes like for example for me it's often like a a morning ritual evening ritual kind Mm -hmm. of situation where i go i'm really gonna focus on my mornings i'm really gonna focus on my evenings or whatever but the problem yeah. is I've found is that because it takes longer than you think to really put these habits in, the moment that I stack that other habit on top, like too fast, depending on what the goal, yeah. the habit is, that sometimes everything becomes very destabilized. So maybe having some time to just internalize that habit, even if it's not a goal, depending on what it is. And especially if you're stacking habits, that might that might be right. well-advised. Well, I think that is a good caveat. You know, when you're talking about focusing on a morning ritual or um, workday startup, those are habit stacks. Like, you know, you basically have a set of habits that are building up to that one package. And so Mm. it is, you definitely want to be mindful of, hey, I'm not just doing one thing like, hey, I'm going to start reading for 20 minutes once a day. I'm actually stacking a group of habits I'm trying to install. So when it comes to kind of your mix with achievement goals and habit goals, we usually recommend no more than one habit goal per quarter because it Mm -hmm. does take a different type of energy and focus and the ability to to stack those becomes more and more challenging um, when you do that. And so we recommend trying to keep that to one. Um, There are certainly times that you may have habit goals that are in different life domains that Mm -hmm. work together. So you may have something like the habit goal is we're going to save, you know, $100 a week for every week for how many weeks are in a quarter? (laughs) It's uh, like 13. 13. We're going to save $100 a week for every week for 13 weeks. You know, that is... A habit goal in a sense that you are taking that money and putting it uh-huh. into a savings account, but you may be able to stack that efficiently with, hey, I'm going to work out um, daily. You know, they're sure. in different life domains. And so they mm. could work 
together. Um, so it's not a hard and fast rule by any means. We would say usually you just want to have one, certainly one in one life domain. You don't want to have, hey, I'm going to uh, work out and start um, intermittent fasting, you know, all of <laughs> right. this. That's a lot. Your body is like, I hate you. What are you doing to me? So those are some tips to be mindful of when you think of the mix uh, with achievement and habit goals. What is a habit goal that you feel like, and I only ask this because I have pre-planner, I like, I remember this process for me. What is a, what is a habit goal that you go like, I have installed it? Like it has become, Mm -hmm. I I like intentionally set out to, to include this into my life as a habit. And now it is like fully ingrained. Not that you don't have to touch it up every once in a while, yeah. but it is like there. It's a great question. I it's almost hard to identify because they're habits. <laughs> at this point, <laughs> sure. you're like, it is just who I am at this point. Um well, I was gonna say basically anything related to the planner, you know, weekly mm. preview, setting a daily big three. All of those things are real habitual for me, you know, to the point that when I don't do them, if there's a reason that they don't happen, it feels like I'm a little out to see, like, oh, what is happening here? (laughs) This doesn't feel. Um, I would say, although it's still challenging, working out is never, for me, just like easy, but I do feel like it's always something that I have happening. You know, it's there's certainly times where it's like, oh, I may miss some time, but I'm always coming back to it because at this point it is just like who I am. Like I'm just a person that works out. And I think that's what what we're really going for, even with the planner is like that you, Nick, speaking directly to you, like where you feel like, hey, I am a person that plans. Like I, that is just who I am. And even I think the sooner you can take on that, the identity of the habit that you're trying to install, the more likely you are to keep it, you know, long-term. Again, there are certainly times where you've got to focus on it and get it back where you want it, but it's much easier when it's part of your identity. We should have an episode on that. I love talking about yeah, identity. Yeah, we should. I'm, yeah. Put it, hey, listeners, remind me. <laughs> in, case I, <laughs> in case I forget, I'm going to write it down too. But anyway, mm-hmm. thanks so much, Courtney, for your wisdom on this topic. You've got you're stacking all kinds of stuff. You got your Peloton, you got your planners, your probably you got your di- your or your uh, laundry. It's all happening. What are you What are you working on now? Well, do you have a habit goal? I just started a new habit goal with the new quarter. Oh. And actually just started it. Like it didn't start with the quarter because we were gone on vacation. But I feel like it's the most Enneagram 3 habit. What is it? Um, (laughs) And I don't know. I I feel weird sharing this, but my husband and I started intermittent fasting. And when Mm. I mean started, we started yesterday, which also was my birthday, which I wouldn't. Oh, happy birthday. This is. How's it? Thank you. That's exciting. Thank you. So we started we started intermittent fasting yesterday. I love, you know, I've kind of talked about this previously. Like sometimes with habits, it's more of an experiment. 
for me. Mm. Like, okay, I just am curious, like, how would that make me feel? You know, what if, what if there's a thing that like, if I just did it this way, instead of the way I've always done it actually made me feel way better, you know? Um, Yeah, I kind of did that at the beginning of this year and still mainly eat vegetarian, but I don't know. It's it's such an Enneagram 3 thing. It's like, you know what? We should just try it and see what works. So anyways, that is a habit goal uh, for the next. What's how what um, is the really, goal? Like to eat What is what? So yes, to basically intermittent fast for right now just 28 days. So this is an interesting okay. conversation because this isn't necessarily a habit that I don't know that I'll want to continue on it's more like an experiment of like okay once i get past 28 days to evaluate mm-hmm. hey how do i feel you know what you know what have i learned about myself in the last do a little after action review on it um but then it may be that yeah i want to you know i want to make this part of just who i am and how i live and you know move on to the future i want to want to talk to you about that when we're not recording thank you courtney <laughs> If you have a question, make sure that you go to the Full Focus Planner community. Sometimes we talk about them on the show, but truly the real value is the community itself. Uh, You're going to get a bunch of great answers from people who are living the life and trying their best um, with great insight. So go there. Link is in the description. And uh, I guess this is the end of the segment. (laughs) That's how you end. That's how you end a segment, Courtney. (laughs) What? (laughs) That's not how you do it. So today's tip to level up your focus is to take five minutes and audit your day. During your workday shutdown, write down everything. And I mean everything you remember doing during your workday. Star anything you suspect might be productivity in disguise and estimate the amount of time you spent on those tasks. Thanks for joining us on Focus on This. This is the most productive podcast on the internet, so share it with your friends and don't forget to join our Full Focus Planner community on Facebook. We'll be back next Monday with another great episode. Until then, stay focused. Stay focused. You didn't snap that time, so it was hard to know. I know. This episode is brought to you by Life Focus, a new gamified approach to life planning that's easy, fun, and gives you a GPS for your next 10 years. You can start today at fullfocus.co slash lifefocus.